This is the Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. get paid for humming. Good job too, I'd say. Good evening, welcome along. My name is Vinnie White. It's seven minutes past nine in Toronto and various other locations across the world, including Lima, Peru. Bet you didn't know that. No time difference. Just early south, you see. Just head south. But why would you when you've got weather like, uh, well, I mean, if you ignore the last few hours, weather like this. It's, uh, it's been an absolute beautiful day. I was at Food Truck Fest Talk about mismanaged planning. I went to a food truck fest having just eaten. I've never been the quickest of cats. That was down by the beaches. I had a good day. Uh, I, had, I did have a corn dog, which if you've never had a corn dog, it's... Well, actually, I'm not probably the... As you know, Britain, well known for its culinary expertise. Uh, but I'm going to attempt to describe it. I might get this wrong. It's a sausage on a stick covered in corn batter, I think. You can see with the... Uh, questioning in my voice i'm not entirely sure text me if i got that wrong Seven ten ten. and if you want to text the show on anything else you can Seven ten ten. and uh, if you want to phone the show 416-872-1010 uh i should introduce myself as i said i'm Vinny, but who cares about me when there's a bald man pressing buttons that keeps this together yeah check this out word to your mother <laughs> yeah i on the corn dog note i believe it's a cornbread type of batter yeah yeah and then and then they fry it like that it was all right yeah, I've liked them. Yeah, it's nice. And um, you know what I did say, Elliot, that I'm about to say on the radio? Please. I finished my corn dog at the festival and I thought, oh, it would be nice to pop down the beach and have a beer. But here in the nanny state, it's very difficult to do that because someone's put the bar back from the beach and you have to be behind a fence. You know, like when you go everywhere else, you can have a beer on a beach, but not here. So I went to the LCBO and I bought a few beers and I sat on the beach and drank them. Do you know what? Afterwards, I didn't feel the need to get in a car and drink drive. I didn't feel the need to stab anyone and I didn't feel the need to be verbally abusive. I just picked up those cans, both of them, there's two. I'm crazy. Popped them in a garbage, actually recycling because I care about the world that we live in and got on with my life. And do you know what? Then I did a radio show. I didn't cuss. I didn't swear and didn't promote the use of torture weapons. So I don't know if I'm making a point, right, that might be against some of the stuff that we sometimes run on this station, but I just felt the need to add that. Hmm? Yeah, no, it sounds like you set a very responsible precedent for all of us. Just for the record, if that LCBO had have been closed or further away and I went to a convenience store and bought that alcohol, I definitely would have punched someone in the face. I probably would have mugged a granny, and I definitely would have drink-driven. It would have been chaos. Yeah, because the difference of it being in a convenience store means that. That's how it works. It just be, It's too convenient. That's one of the reasons I left England, because obviously when I was in England, I could buy booze in a convenience stores. I quite often you know, went in there and just went wild, because I have no self-control, obviously. And I ended up buying all of the booze, drinking all of it, and then punching homeless people. I've heard I, I've heard this is possible. Well, it's not just possible. It's an actual fact. If you put booze in convenience stores, 
everyone turns into violent sadomasochistic freaks. Society just overturns itself? So, well, I mean, it looks a bit like Shaun of the Dead in England. Just people walking around covered in blood, attacking each other. Well, I'm glad that we have done the responsible thing. It's a good thing, too. And can I humbly hereby apologise for breaking the law and drinking alcoholic beverages responsibly on a beach because I should have known better and I was very, very silly. Yeah? You know what? We all make mistakes and, like, this, you know, this is it. And, but... I'm just. I'm still thinking about that horrific other scenario you were detailing. Wait, what was that? Oh, about just like you know the convenience stores having uh, having alcohol, having liquored products. Well, I mean, you know, how could that work, Elliot? Because I don't know if um, if this could happen. But you know, like they ID quite extensively in yeah. the LCBO. Normal people couldn't ask for ID. You see, I, I just don't know if they know how to do it. Well, watch this. I'll, I'll try and do it because I'm a normal person and watch what happened. Hi, can I see your pleb? It just, you just fell apart. It's not coming out. So there's no way it would work. You can't ask normal people to do that, you know, because how would you police it other than, I don't know, if they serve someone underage, shut them down and take away their license like every other country. And here's the question. Will these convenience store people wear ties? You know, the LCBO. They Good have, point. I mean, if, if a guy's not wearing a tie when he's selling me liquor, I don't know. When I went to the LCBO today and bought those cans of beer, which I drank illegally because I'm an irresponsible, and I'll be reprimanded for this. Oh, yes. There was a man in a tie, and because he was wearing a tie, and he asked me for ID, even though I'm nearly 40, I didn't hurt anyone. But if he wasn't wearing a tie, and he was like in a normal shop, I probably would have just gone and broken some windows. There's no limit to what could have happened. Exactly. Negatively. I think we can all see that it's a good thing that we are looked after because if there's one thing I can't do, it's look after myself at nearly 40. This uh, message brought to you by Vinnie White and I'm proud of every single word of it. Um, if you've got any comments on that, probably keep it to yourself. It was just ad lib. It just came out. I had no idea I was going to do it, but obviously I have vehement rage inside of me. And thank you for the therapy. Um, my name is Vinnie and we'll be talking instead about lions. I don't know if you heard. You probably didn't hear. But apparently some fella, dentist, lovely set of gnashers, shot a lion. Well, actually, I think he... A crossbow. David Eddy's saying crossbow. Crossbow. You're quite right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I should be reporting these facts instead of the fiction. Because otherwise it wouldn't be hunting. You know, this guy had skill, Elliot. You know? Anyone could shoot something that's endangered and, uh, you know, commit a completely atrocious and immoral act. But it, when you throw a a crossbow or a spear at it, this is fine. But what's interesting is, uh, by the way, just if you haven't heard about this, uh, here's the quick Coles notes. American dude uh, loves shooting stuff, just loves shooting stuff and and just loves a trophy. Uh, goes to Africa, not for the first time, and uh, killed a lion. A little bit embarrassing. Had a tag on it and happened to be a really important lion that was being looked at by uh, Oxford University into studies on Keyword here, conservation. Awkward. We've all been there. I remember uh, when I was in Zimbabwe, four or five lions down, but none of them had tags, so it was all right. Um, but yeah, Zimbabwe is uh, actually seeking a second American over the illegal killing of a lion, not the same lion, obviously, as an outcry over the death of the famed animal Cecil continues, of course. It's stirred up emotions and stirred up new news. The National Parks and Wildlife Management Authority um, said a doctor from Pennsylvania named as Dr. Jan Seski 
And Janet is a man. Well, not Janet is a man. That would be crazy. But Jan is a man. What a man is Jan. Um, shot and killed a lion. Now, this happened back in April. Um, but a Zimbabwean landowner has since been arrested. And Cecil was shot illegally, of course, uh, recently by the... Uh, I, I think we can call him callous murdering freak. Although that might be a bit much. Uh, Walter Palmer of Minnesota. Zimbabwe seeking an extradition of him. Now, Mr. Seski, the guy that shot the line back in April, is a gynecological ornithologist who runs the uh, Centre for Bloodless Medicine in Pittsburgh. There's your problem, bloodless medicine, you see. Well, you know, you can't do eight years of intensive education in gory, deep, bloody wounds and then get a job in bloodless medicine. He needed that fix. You know, he had, he had to see some blood. You had to see some blood. It, it, you know, there's no easier way to see blood than flying to Cape Town, taking a second flight to Harare in Zimbabwe, then trek deep into a national park and shoot a majestic beast. It's hard to see it otherwise. Uh, now, news organisations have called Mr Seski's house, the new guy in the news. Um, he lives in the woods just outside Pittsburgh. They left a me uh, telephone message, but there's no response. What's he He's in the woods outside Pittsburgh. Can't you shoot something there? There's loads to shoot in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, you could shoot anything. Something, that, something you could shoot there that no one would miss. Like, you know, himself. That would be all right. Images on websites linked to hunting show Dr. Jan Seski standing next to dead animals, including elephants, an impala, a hippo and an ostrich. Why kill one defenceless beast when you kill a few more? But don't just blame the bloodthirsty, rich, shiny-toothed medical workers that keep shooting African beasts, although they are more douchebaggy than Kanye West. More douchebaggy than Kanye West giving a TED Talk on the importance of being humble. <laughs> Hasn't happened yet. I'm sure it will. Um... I, no, and I, uh, for once, I'm going to take a brief moment of sincerity. Don't worry, I won't keep it up. It would be tragically boring. Um, but I've been to Zimbabwe, and one of your problems that not a lot of people have looked into here is, you know, problems often start at the top. Now, I'm not saying that this shiny-toothed Muppet wasn't a complete idiot and an immoral, grotesque specimen of humanity. But the problem is with Zimbabwe is there's a whole lot of problems, you see? It should be the breadbasket of Africa. It's an amazing country. It's so beautiful. But unfortunately, it's owned by one of those old despots. Yay, Robert Mugabe. 35 years in power, right? 91 years old. He makes about as much sense as a bottle of potato chips. He is, I don't know, he's more crazy than a house made of lemonade. It's just bonkers. You never hear, do you, despots? You never hear them... Anyone ever go, oh, that guy, yeah, he's done 35 years in power. Great job. People love him. He's, he really is cracking. <laughs> he has got that place fixed up. No, so the problem is that they haven't got any form of handle on poaching in Zimbabwe. And corruption is so endemic in that country that it's a bizarre failure before ever a dentist with a huge pot of cash came in and said, I'd like to kill a lion. When they took all the land back from the white farm owners in the 90s and 80s as well, but mostly in the 90s, um, what they did, they said, right, it's, well, what Mugabe did, he said, it's not fair that all these white guys have got land 
even though that some of them had been there for generations at this point. He said, right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take away that farmland and give it, give it to the citizens of this country, which, again, don't forget these white guys were citizens of Zimbabwe with passports, formerly Rhodesia. And um, what he did, he, he gave it to people that had no idea of how to keep a farm. Apparently, keeping a farm, a little bit tricky. You've got to do a bit of work, you see. I didn't know. So, what, sadly, what happened in, in the 80s and 90s were tens of thousands of farm animals died. And that was just the beginning, because once that wobbly government started doing crazy things like that, of course there's corruption. So I'm not saying that the dentist wasn't a complete and utter bastard, but um, I think it's fair to say that there's more than one bastard in this story. I don't know if that makes it better or worse. One thing I will say, just to conclude, is um, can everyone just stop shooting stuff? Really no need for it. New York's uh, famed Empire State Building has images uh, projected on it. Um, I don't know if, it, if they're doing it again tonight. They were doing it last night. They had images of endangered animals projected onto its facade last night. It was a unique display. One of the world's most recognisable structures, of course, the Empire State, State Building. And it was aimed at sparking conversations about mass extinction. extinction. There was 40 large projectors used to shine the striking images onto the facade. Uh, pictures of snow leopards, tigers and various sea creatures were shown, projected onto the Empire State Building last night. Um, meanwhile, at the largest building, Harare, Zimbabwe, I should imagine they had images projected up of fat people eating chicken, watching Wheel of Fortune. I don't know if they, I don't know if they did that. Um, but, you know, every now and then a nice story comes along of divine retribution. And imagine if you were going to shoot an armadillo, right? Wouldn't it be good if... A poor defenceless armadillo could get his own back. And here's a 17 second story that came out of the States today that just turns it all a little bit around. An armadillo is being blamed for an early morning shooting. A man told Cass County Sheriff's investigators he fired his gun at an armadillo on Highway 77 about three in the morning, but the bullet ricocheted and struck him in the head. The man was taken to the hospital and treated for minor injury. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Do you like that, Elliot? I do. I, I mean, the armadillo probably just was like, what was that? You know? Yeah. Like, you know yeah. What the? Yeah. I think I might have a little scratch on the old casing, but never mind. Yeah. Meanwhile, some hillbilly has got a bit of a bullet in the head. It didn't kill him as well, which is beautiful, because I wouldn't want him dead. But it is quite nice for just a little graze. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, best text so far that's coming on 71010. I can guarantee you that that dentist who killed the lion... Bought beer at a convenience store. Another example. It's what happens. This is it. This is why Ontario has been wise this entire time. Absolutely. If we were to put booze in the hands of regular shops like every other country in the world, just imagine how many animals would definitely be killed because that's a fact. Mass extinctions. Yeah. There wouldn't be a moose left. Caribou. Beaver. Musk ox. That's... I'm not, I wasn't prepared for a round of Canadian animal. I'm all out myself. So. Oh, I only <laughs> have one more. Uh, text me on 71010. Elliot can't see the screen. Text me a Canadian animal. I'm just thinking of one, Elliot. Hurry up. Goodness sake. What are you people doing? They're all drunk, aren't they? They're all drunk. They're all sat at a cottage, ironically, looking at animals. Can't be bothered to text in. Seal, someone said. There you go. So I win. Thanks.
bit late. Plus, it wasn't that Canadian. But I love it. But there is there is violence with the seal thing, too. <laughs> I couldn't help but think of that. Well, you know why, don't you? Because it, where seals live that are clubbed to death, booze in convenience stores. Oh. I mean, I don't know that, but it's just almost definitely fact. It could be, you know. How could it not be because of the seal, seal death? No one does that without booze that they bought in convenience stores. Fact. I like that. I love saying fact because you can say fact after anything spurious. That's where Rob Ford went wrong. You know, when he, you know, when he used to just say anything. There were no cranes in the sky before I came along. He should have said, there were no cranes in the sky before I came along. Fact. And he probably would have been fine. Crap did get in the way, but there you go. Um, the lady at the LCBO was confused, said someone. My ID had a beard, but I didn't. After a bit of convincing, I was able to get my Guinness. <laughs> Is that true? Oh, someone else texting texting raccoon and someone texting groundhog. Thank you. And my apologies for my idiocy. I don't get out much. Uh, meanwhile, in Milwaukee, a lion creature was on the loose. I say lion creature because it wasn't a lion. Everyone said it was a lion. Milwaukee police have been uh, looking for a lion-like creature that disappeared into a wood, wooded area. There's no connection with... Uh, what was his name? I always want to say Simpa. Simba. What was the... Cecil, was it? The one in uh, Zimbabwe was Cecil. Yeah. The, the other e one, I'm not sure. The ex-lion. Um, but anyway, he's got... Yeah, apparently they're trying to find a lion-like creature in Milwaukee. Um, We're not prepared to be beating the bush for a lion in the dark, police uh, chief in Milwaukee said, uh, when they stopped looking recently in the evening. Uh, but they are conducting some... Um, some looks for the lion during the day. Um, there's been numerous reports of a lion-like creature, but local officials have said that cougars are sometimes confused with other animals, including house cats, bobcats, dogs, red foxes, coyotes and wolves. So it's probably nothing more than that. But I'm talking about America, the old United States of America. So guess what might have happened? Let's have a little think about it. Mm, yeah, you guessed it. A local resident shot and wounded a bulldog that the man had mistaken for a lion in the hunt. The dog will need six to eight weeks to fully recover. Only in America. I don't know. Police... <laughs> Police said afterwards, after he shot a dog, would... <laughs> This is a direct quote. I've just read this now. Police said they would appreciate it if people wouldn't shoot dogs they think are lions. I love that. That's what American police should say on the TV every night. Hiya, can you all just stop shooting stuff? Actually, that goes out to the police as well. <laughs> when we come back, we talk about everyone's favourite and most exciting town. It's... Ottawa. Yeah, I want to talk about, you might have heard recently about this Ashley Madison thing. And I'm not going to bang on about that because I think we've, we've all heard about that. But I want to um, talk about what the stats have thrown up about Ottawa as being apparently the most likely place where you would cheat on your spouse. We'll investigate. Is this true? I have spoken to an Ottawa sex therapy and libido clinic because of the report. Right. I'm fine. All inch and a half, working. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show 
on in-depth radio and it's News time Talk 1010. for that little plug that i like to do and today i will be doing it very briefly i think elliot you can help me though if you want you're ever so good at it uh wouldn't it be great if you could let's do a really bad one like it's deliberately awful okay okay and then if it's awful everyone will think well they said it would be deliberately awful there so you go sort of covers your back insurance um Oh, if only I knew somewhere I could go to get a gift. Do what? you know anywhere? Where are you, where are you going? Uh, a, I want a gift for um, a canvas. What do you wear? <laughs> what do you do? Uh, it doesn't, uh, I'm a, just a regular man, and I just wonder if I could go somewhere for, to get a, a canvas ha. gift somewhere. Ha, ha, where, where? Where do you do what? I don't know where to go. I don't even, I you know. Oh. What do you do it? Mr. Something. Oh, it's yes. just come to me now. What's it? One of the best places you can get to get a canvas gift for a loved one at any time of year, particularly um, this time of year, is mrphotocanvas.com. I, I want to know it. Mm. It just says here that if you, um, if you want a canvas, you can, you can go there and it's, it's pretty good value. Oh... That's that's. I'll just do a little tagline at the end. Okay. Um, Mr. Photo Canvas is is really good. This sounds the best. All right, thanks, mate. Cool, thanks. <clears throat> Ironically, probably the best one we've ever done. Naughty Ottawa, you filthy animals! You disgust me. How could you? You're supposed to be the capital. You're supposed to set a precedent. You're supposed to be squeaky clean. Look at that man that lives there with the hair like Lego in a big house. Harpy Pops and his general election that he's called. Hmm? You're supposed to all be like that. Happily married. Living virtuous, reasonable lives. But you disgust me, you filthy creeps. By the way, more on the election later. I'm doing a show after this one and I'm in for Ed Keenan. And we'll be discussing the election. But for now, you sycophantic sluts! Ottawa, how could you? The capital of Canada has long been called the city that fun forgot, but apparently it's a hotbed of infidelity. Saucy. Now, if anyone watched the fellow British man, um, John Oliver, on his fantastic show last week tonight, you probably will have seen the clip of him looking into this Ashley Madison source. And if you're not familiar with it, let me just refresh your memory really quickly. Earlier this month, hackers broke into Ashley Madison, which is a dating site for married people who want to cheat on their spouses. Their slogan, life is short, have an affair. Uh, the hackers claim to have stolen the real names and addresses of the site's users and are threatening to release the information. Now, we can probably read between the lines here. There's a very good chance. In fact, I would say there's almost no chance that there isn't a bribe going on, right? If you're a hacker and you had all that information, all you had to do was say to Ashley Madison, listen, lads, this lot's going public and we're going to ruin a lot of marriages and put your reputation so far down that you'll probably never recover, if you even will now, unless you give us, I don't know, $2 million? Add a guess. I don't know how much. Perhaps I'm going a bit low. Now, shortly afterwards, Canada's National Post reported that Ottawa boasts nearly 190,000 
Ashley Madison accounts. But the city itself has a population of less than 900,000. That's the equivalent of one in every five residents. Now, Ashley Madison did not respond to any news organisations when they asked for membership statistics. But the contradiction between the capital city's straight-laced reputation and Ashley Madison's numbers is staggering. Or is it? I lived in Ottawa for six years before I moved here, and I debated getting married deliberately so I could have an affair, just so I could have some sort of excitement. You can skate on that canal and you can eat beaver tails all winter, but it is pretty dull. People in Ottawa, by the way, in case you don't know, are so politically correct that sometimes, and this is generally true, I actually, very occasionally, I think twice actually, um, got into debates in pubs where I told people that I was a neo-Nazi just to try and get a bit of fire in their belly. I remember saying, mildly drunk one night, to a load of um, suits on Elgin Street, Hitler was a nice guy and his morals were great, just to see if I could get something out of them because they're so robotic in their nature. And one guy said, thanks for your opinion. And he actually said, I remember him saying this, he said, I can kind of see what you're saying, uh, you know, and, and I, it's nice to have a different side to the conversation. I just said Hitler was a nice guy and you, you're not even getting riled up about that. So I sort of get it. If I was married there... I'd be cheating. I probably would. Because I'd be so bored. I'd just be hanging out for any form of excitement. Now, Sue McGavery, um, founder of the Ottawa Sex Therapy and Libido Clinic, um, has spoken out about this and offered some insight. By the way, just a quick note on that. If, if you go to the Ottawa Sex Therapy and Libido Clinic, do the credit card receipts come back as that? Because you wouldn't, like, if you were going, if you thought, oh, I can't get it up. I need to go to a sex therapy and libido clinic. And you didn't tell your wife, which is fair enough. You're going to sort out your old Johnson and your, you know, your bedroom shenanigans. She doesn't need to know everything. And you're trying to help your sex life. I hope it wouldn't come back on the, you know, the credit card statements. John Potter went to the Ottawa sex therapy and libido clinic. I just hope there's, anyway, I don't know why I'm worried about that when everyone's knocking about with everyone else anyway. Uh, anyway, Sue, Sue McGavery, uh, founder of the Ottawa Sex Therapy and Libido Clinic, says, when I tell people I'm a sex therapist in Ottawa, they say, people in Ottawa don't have sex. And I say, you have absolutely no idea. Now, McGavery, um, whose uh, former office was a block and a half from the National Defence Headquarters and only two blocks from P Parliament Hill, says the people of Ottawa, working as government officials, diplomats, bureaucrats, tend to let go at night because they have to maintain a certain image by day. I do not know where they go then, because I lived there for six years. And I'll tell you now, if you go out of the Bywood Market at 10pm in November, it looks like Chernobyl. There is not a soul around. Every now and then you see a homeless man on the street. I usually give them $40 for existing and reminding me that there hasn't been nuclear fallout. There is no one around in November and January and February and arguably December. Actually, about six months. It's hard to find anyone in the evening. Friday and Saturday, I'll give it. Because uh, I'm always slagging off Ottawa. Let's say this. If you arrived Friday night in, in the Bywood Market in Ottawa, you'd be like, oh, this is cool. There's a lot of Irish pubs. Uh, things are open until two. All right, it's not Rio, but that's not bad. And 
there's a few clubs and it's getting better all the time. There's new neighbourhoods stretching out. There's like Lansdowne Park and Hintonburg and cool restauranty bits. So, yeah, it's getting there. But it's pretty dull. Anyway, she goes on to say, I have a lot of guys who come in for sex therapy and say their name is John Doe and they pay cash. Boom. That's your answer. If the National Defence guys get wind that they've seen a sex therapist, it's on their personnel file. So there was a lot of people whom I'd come into contact with who had Royal Canadian Mounted Police bodyguards. We're talking the bigwigs, aren't we? She said, Ashley Madison allows for a complete separation between the modest front and the reality behind the scenes. The dating site, which boasts 37 million users worldwide, uh, was founded in Ontario in uh, 2001. It was first heavily marketed in this province, Ontario, uh, which, as we all know, includes Canada's capital. So she goes on to say, Ottawa tends to be made up of these people who have been everywhere and done everything, she says. That's not who I met. I don't know where she's living. I, I want to go back and check it out. If I could describe the average Ottawan, it's a bilingual Ontarian with a degree from McGill or possibly Ottawa U, 1.4 children, a house in Barhaven, and a hobby of going to home hardware every single week. And he probably drives a minivan. But she's not saying that. She says it's full of people that have been everywhere and done everything. Well, maybe she's right. They've, and now they've gone into semi-permanent stasis. Um... Now, a, a psychological professor at Carlton University in Ottawa says research on infidelity shows having a social network of friends who condone cheating, as well as having available alternatives for mates, is linked with increased infidelity. Thanks for that. Handy, isn't it? You know, that's a really sort of tarty way of saying, if everyone you know is cheating, um, one of them wants to have sex with you, there's a good chance you'll have sex with them. I could have told you that took a psychology professor to come up with that. Next, she'll be doing a study into why hungry people eat food and why bankers like cocaine. It's never been done. Uh, she gives the examples of uh, Las Vegas, of course. She says, a city with a slogan hinting all sorts of off-the-record behaviour. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. She goes on to say, and that seems to be conveying a local culture, culture at least for tourists, um, that sort of misdeeds, including infidelity, are the norm there in Las Vegas. She wouldn't describe Ottawa in the same way, but she does say, if someone says Ottawa is a hotbed of infidelity, I have to ask myself, is this true? But then there are studies to suggest that boredom results in infidelity. She goes on to say that um, she has herself at least three different profiles on Ashley Madison. I don't know if she should be admit admitting that. Well, maybe she should. At least she's honest. But that's a good point. She's got three profiles... I remember reading years ago, there was women paid in um, the Philippines that were good English speakers to write profiles for Ashley Madison and scour the internet for pictures of people to create complete and utter fake profiles because obviously the labour's pretty cheap in the Philippines. And then one of them broke out and said that this was going on. So, yeah, I think there's probably a lot of fake accounts. And uh, anyway, do weigh in on this on 71010 if you've got any texts. Um what do you think, Elliot? I was actually going to say, Vinny, um, I went to a wedding in Ottawa once years ago, and one of the girls in the wedding party, one of the bridesmaids, was extremely flirty but was married. And I remember being shocked when I learned she was married, like after like 
flirting with everybody heavily for two hours, myself included. But I remember someone being like, oh, yeah, actually, that's her husband over there. And I was like, what? Oh. So I, I just I, – it was very confusing. I never really – but it, it, when you talk about Ottawa being this kind of uh, – this secretly sexy place, I think of her. Yes. Yes. I was once approached by a couple who said, do you want to have sex with us? And I do mean us, plural. Oh, yeah. And it was a male-female couple, just to clear this up. And um, I said no, because it was annoying, because I really fancied the woman. So at first, I sort of toyed with it. I said, um, is there any chance I could just have sex with you and not that yeah. fella? <laughs> Can he just, like, stand over there and, like... No, no. Like, and maybe to be honest, mate, I don't want him in the room. Right, exactly. She's like, yeah, just watch a movie. Like, I couldn't do the business with a fella looking at me. Not if it was the husband. Well, not, what, am I, what am I even saying? Not if it was the husband. Not anyone. Not if, even if it was you, Elliot. And I look at you through glass every week. I, I understand. I don't take offence. And as it. you know, I do this show naked, don't I? That's true. Every single... The, yeah, I've never seen clothes on you. Quite often with a woman. Yeah. That I'm <laughs> integrally involved with. That's why I'm always out of breath, isn't it? Right. <laughs> um, let's get that image out of everyone's head. Some people are eating, and that was foul for me. Um, infidelity is not special to Ottawa, but there is a good chance, in conclusion, that there is more infidelity going on there than some slightly more exciting places. That's what the experts say. Although one thing I would say is if the people that are bribing Ashley Madison to get, say, let's, I don't know, just throw a figure out there, say they're asking for $2 million, they will get it. Believe me, they'll get it. You'll never hear about it, but they'll get it. And I really hope they donate, like, I don't know, a million dollars to victims of domestic abuse. Because I could quite happily sleep at night. If I was a hacker and I'd gone into a morally corrupt, bizarre website and got all the details of a load of people that are knocking about with the wrong people, I hadn't ruined their lives. I'd got $2 million. I gave a million to victims of domestic abuse and I'm sipping a cocktail. I'd be happy with that, wouldn't you? Yeah. So if you're listening, lads, that's what I reckon you should do. Bit of Robin Hood activity. I enjoyed that. The show's going quite well, isn't it? Do, yeah. we need, do we need to take another break? Yeah, well, yeah we've got to take one in a bit. Well, actually, I was just sorry, just something occurred to me. Like, mm. It makes sense kind of when you think about it because every, I feel like every capital, every place where there's like a concentration of power probably also has a concentration of sex. Like, yeah. I mean, why? actually, it's funny you said that, and the sexual experts didn't. Of course, that's true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just also, it, there's a lot of part-time livers, right? Right. So, if you're an MP for I don't know somewhere in Saskatchewan, and you find yourself being wined and dined, and very possibly sixty-nine, then you're <laughs> probably not going to tell your wife, are you? Yeah, no. I feel like now that I think about, it, I mean, you know, Paris, all these sort of London. I just feel like any sort of place where a lot of political. Wait, don't say London, mate. We oh. we are fine. We wear bowler hats oh. and we shake each other's hands and we eat porridge and we sometimes have some roast beef and then we go to bed and if we do have sex, we do it through a sheet because it's disgusting. Right, never anything. Yeah, um, harder than a handshake. Exactly. Sex is a dirty, foul business. Thankfully, it makes babies, and that's the only reason we ever do it, right? Think of England. Exactly. That Victorian slogan. Lie back, think of England. Which, funnily enough, I still do. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe England's... Uh... It never leaves you. <laughs> Just like chlamydia. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, said, I, don't, I don't think that's true, is it? Does chlamydia leave you? I don't know. I think you can get a treatment for it, yes, unlike other bugs. Uh, do text in if you've got chlamydia on 71010 and let me know how that's going with you. 
all the important topics right here on News Talk 1010. Um, if you ever want to download the podcast of this show, you can do so at vinniewhite.co.uk. Vinny's got a stupid spelling. It's V-I-N-N-E-Y, white.co.uk. And also you can find that by going to News Talk 1010 and clicking on my, let's not call it beautiful, face. And also, if you want a double dose of Vinny tonight, then just hang on. I know I'm sure you're all terribly drunk because it's the long weekend. But if you can just, just by your fingernails, hang on for another hour and a quarter, you'll be doused in nothing but Vinny. And um, actually, Amanda Capito as well, our in-depth News Talk 1010 um, reporter, who will be talking to me later on in, during the Edward Keenan show, which I'm covering. She'll be talking to me about the new, recently called, Canadian Election. Which sounds boring, but it isn't, I promise. Right, when we come back, I'm going to talk about the 80s. What a time it was. Do you remember it? We're going to take a little trip down memory lane after this. uh, No, that came out wrong. I think I said mammary lane there, which is a very different lane to take a trip down. Yeah. Let's stick to memory lane. And if we see some memories on the way, that's probably not a bad thing. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio. News Talk 1010. I used to, I'm sorry to keep going on about Ottawa, but I used to live there. And when I did, I worked for a, I think we could safely call it a primarily 80s radio station. And I recently found out that it's been flipped formats to new country. Um, and which, I mean, it's not my cup of tea. Um, as you probably tell from my accent, I didn't grow up with a great deal of country music. But I, um, I understand that, you know, you've got to, Flip formats to satisfy most people, and radio is quite money motivated sometimes. Not particularly in talk, but in uh, music, radio it's very competitive. So they, anyway, they flip formats, and I was at home this week. And I was just listening to God, how narcissistic! And um, I was listening to some of me. <laughs> is it wrong? <laughs> I was listening to me because I don't know if you know, but everyone else is really bad, and I'm like really good. So I thought I'd listen to good old me. No, I stumbled across some files on my computer, and it it was me on. Um, this radio station, I think I didn't say its name, Bob FM, um, some years ago. And I should have brought them in, really. I didn't. I'll put them, I'll, they're not that good. It's really excitable because it, was, it was my first ever like few shifts. So it, you can tell the difference in my voice because it's like, it was, I think, my third ever show. And I'm like, and that was Madonna. It's fantastic to hear like a virgin again. And then I heard a clip of me about four years later and it was like, uh, Madonna there with oh, like a virgin again. Oh God, you know it's <laughs> it's hard to keep that level level in enthusiasm unless you actually care about what you do, which ho- hopefully is why I'm quite animated on this show because I really love doing it. But uh, after some years of doing that, I, th- I didn't really. That ah, was all right. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. It was better than cleaning the streets, but it wasn't. It wasn't why I went into radio. Yeah. Um, but I went down memory lane and it started me on this massive 80s look back of music. And there was so... The 80s were amazing, weren't they? Because it was either the best music in the world, in history, groundbreaking synth, amazing new wave, just this plethora of unheard sounds, or absolute crap. I mean, astonishingly bad. Um, but I went through some of the classics and I had a great time. So uh, and I guess my only point on this is if you get the chance to do a little bit of YouTubing and go back in time, 
it's uh, it's well worth it. Elliot, do you remember that song by the Human League? She was she was working. And yeah. I, I was trying to remember where she was working. Let's well pull up. Well, maybe we'll pull up the song and they'll tell us. Yeah, pull it up. Because was it? She was working in a nuclear power plant on a reactor. Uh, uh we're working on a chicken farm. Was it a chicken? I I can't. Oh no, it's probably, it was KFC. I think it was chicken themed. Yeah. She was working in well, a KFC when I met her, wasn't it? She was working um, in a flour mill when I was walking by. What is it? I is it was she working in a bank? She was. I think she was working in a chocolate milk distribution factory. No, I think we're, no? we're barking up the wrong tree. She know. was working. Okay. I think she was doing radio as well, wasn't she? I think she might have been working as a broadcaster. It was definitely some sort of media. Yeah. She was a columnist. It'll probably come out in a minute. So, yeah, she was working. Oh, I know. She was working as a writer. It was. She was working. For Canadian press. Yes. Or, oh, see, I'm not 100%. She was working as an airline stewardess. I think so. I mean, you're on the right track. Although that's an outdated word. Well, you've made me think about vacations. Was she working she working in a hotel? She was working in maybe a coconut plantation near a hotel. No. I don't know. But now you've said coconut, you've made me think. Okay. It was something nutty. She. I think she was working in Brazil. Brazil nuts, nutty. Yeah. She, she was working in a... Oh, she was... I don't... I can't think of it. Where was it? She was working in... She'd probably deny it if we got it right. She was working... I'm, it's on the tip of my tongue. She was working in... Transport Canada in Ottawa. She was working in an embassy. In the Indonesian embassy. Yes. As a dishwasher? She... Dishwasher, dishes, dish. Uh, Does that do anything? It's it's so close, you know. Oh, it's annoying me now. I'm starting to worry that other people are getting annoyed as well. I, I just, I mean, maybe they can help us out. I mean, if, if anyone out there has a clue. Oh, well, I think there's a clue in the song, but I don't know whereabouts it is. You know, they're so artists are so obscure sometimes. That's the just, thing. They never say what they mean. Just spit it out. You know, like where did she work? Somewhere in a. Do you know what? I think she was a chiropodist. That, that's that's probably that sounds feels the most right to me. In a in Russia, yeah, in Vladivostok. Yes, exactly. In the far eastern, reaching almost for Japan, near the fisheries. But that's made me think: was she was it, she a fisherman? I mean, she could have. Can you text in? Because I just can't remember. I, I wish text I could in. Help what you. was she doing and where? I don't know. It wasn't in that, was it? I I, I didn't hear any really clues that. I don't really know. Frustrating that. You know, I just well, well, we'll keep thinking about it. I remember most of it. Human League, yeah. And you were working when I met you. It's so close. Text in, honest. It's difficult. First text said, "I'd listen to you. The '80s were terrible." Now, I think what that means is, if you were doing '80s radio, I'd listen to you, and I'd do that even though the '80s were terrible, and you'd be playing '80s music. So that's a massive compliment. Someone's just texted in, Elliot. Elliot. Yes, hi. Someone's just texted. I don't remember that. We said the answer to that Human League song. I'm seeing it. It's a bit obscure, isn't it? I, I, I have no memory of this. What was she doing? 
Is that the text message implies this? Well, wait, wait until we get a couple more. Yeah, because if we say it, then people will jump on the bandwagon. And we—is that confirmed information? Is that—is that a like a guarantee? Exactly. So we'll wait. We'll, I want three or four of them before I can before I can be sure about it. Uh, text in seven ten ten. What was she doing when you met her? We'd have to talk to the protagonist of the song, maybe. But is he is even he a real person? Human League are real, mate. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I met one once in England. One of their members. Sounds quite good, that, doesn't it? It's, I always say this, and then I always ruin it by saying the next bit. Uh, I went to a gig, and he was performing, and I rubbed past him, and I said hello, and he said hello. It's not that, it's not really, it's not like I sat down and had a meal, is it? Right, yeah, you didn't. I should always leave it there. Because I, technically, I met the Queen once, by that account. I should leave that, I just leave it. Just leave people in the, the mystery, the dark. No one's texting the same thing. Seven ten ten. Ridiculous. I think I think we got to hold that a little. You know what my favourite thing in the eighties was? Um, videos of dating. And uh, have we got time for this? How long have we got? Like a minute. Oh, we haven't got time. Oh no, I was really looking forward to it. Well, I tell you what, if that mystery didn't last so long, we probably would have got to it. You have a whole other hour though. Remember that. Oh, good point. Well done. We can tease this. Um, right, if you're listening to the podcast, tough. You won't hear the bit about um, the videos and that. Um, but it was nice to have you here. Off you go, on your way. If you've got the courage and audacity to listen to the radio, well done you. Coming up, I do an hour with... Um, well, I do an hour for David Keenan, because he's away. Edward Keenan. I've mixed David Eddy and Edward Keenan together. What a beautiful image that was. And a sexy one for all of us. Anyway, I'm in for the... Uh, Edward Keenan next and I'll talk about um, some stuff and we'll do some dating videos they're really funny so hang around and uh, apparently she was working you're not going to believe this okay let's hear it fire station uh, you know that uh, I had the instinct to say that but I just didn't know yeah firefighter when there I met go. you mystery, mystery solved must be true there's about 15 texts on it yeah thanks for tuning in my name's Vinny it's been a blast I've enjoyed it I'm back in about seven minutes <laughs> <laughs> Not even worth saying goodbye, is it? See you soon. Ta-da.